all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of nerdy otaku pals chat about their thoughts on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series that was recently released on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm Stephanie, and joining me tonight, as always, is Hardy. I do this for you, people. No <laughs> one all, else. We all do this for you. Um, also joining us tonight... You owe I- me on this one. I owe you on this No, no, one? no. The audience. Okay. I was going to say, hang on a second. No. Because it technically was my idea, and yeah. Usually I'm the one who doesn't apologize for anything, but this I... But this one, it's like... Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Deep shame, Hardy. Deep shame. <laughs> and also joining us, in case you couldn't tell, we have a new voice to the podcast. We have Almon. Howdy, folks. I don't know why you you willingly volunteered for this, but um, why yeah. not? You're like I, I, I go through so much of my life trying to avoid crap. Why not? Why not just throw myself into it once? You know, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, today we're actually covering the second of six new broadcast dubs from Funimation for the fall season, and the second of three dub announcements being covered by the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the ever-so-wonderful, um, show me sample. Uh, As I eat ice cream. Oh, yeah. lord, this is probably the worst I- time to eat ice cream. <laughs> or is it the uh, uh, best uh, time to eat ice cream? I mean, oh, you know, the more, the more you eat ice cream, the less you have to talk about this show. It strikes me as a good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as the host, um, <laughs> I do have to talk a lot. <laughs> so, probably Fair point. Not the best idea. <laughs> anyway, as always, we're going to go through the cast announcement, talk about our original predictions, opinions on the actual casting, and discuss general first impressions on the dub as of the third episode. Uh, this is one where, um, kind of like a hate watch, like we did with Sky <laughs> Wizards. So, it might end up going to shit. <laughs> but we'll find out. Um, so I guess we're ready to jump into uh, the shit show. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with the ADR director and the scriptwriter? I um, my prediction the- is uh, all the fucks I don't give. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a shit. <laughs> I gave none. Yes, yes. This is my this is my cup of give a fuck. And hey, look, it's empty. <laughs> And here comes Hardy's glorious predictions. Uh, <laughs> Almond, did you have, out of curiosity, did you have any idea who might direct or and or write this show? No. I figured it was, I, I didn't, I think suspected it was going to be, I don't know who you are. I'm sure you're very nice. I'm sure, I'm sure you're a pleasant person just trying to get a paycheck, but I don't know who you are. <sighs> I actually had legitimate predictions for director and writer because I actually decided to try and give a damn. About this show, you're you're a saint. You're a saint, <laughs> Plus, your cotton sucks. <laughs> um. So my prediction for director, I actually put Felicia Angel on here, our our glorious adult Felicia Angel. Um. And for writer, I actually had two predictions. One is Aaron Dismuke, and the other is Clifford Chapin. I can so- see why you would pick Felicia for this because she has a. Uh has a talent of taking awful shows and somehow making them watchable. Hello, Sky Wizard. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on the writing end, I mean, also with Felicia, she's still fairly new to the directing game. I mean, she's 
she's only, she's done she's directed Sky Wizards and then she's just been assistant so far for um, Blood Bowl K Battlefront and actually for Attack on Titan Junior High uh, for Mike McFarland as well. So at least she's learning from from probably one of the better people in terms of directing. Um, and as for writers, I picked Aaron and Clifford because I know that they have some scripting credits under their names, but I want to see what they can do on their own as a solo script writer. Because right. with Aaron, I mean, we found out that he wrote some episodes for Tokyo Ghoul. And with Clifford, his first writing gig was Ultimate Talker Teacher with Clint Bickham. So I was curious to see maybe what they could do on their own. You just wanted writers. to see a bunch of memes in this show, didn't you? No, I didn't say that. Because it probably would have made it better, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, it probably would have. <laughs> Especially if it was Clifford who wrote the damn thing. Yes. Because, just... my God, the script for Otaku Teacher, whenever he wrote it, I was like, good Lord, Clifford. Good Lord. <laughs> this is just... We're just one Lolcats reference away from 4chan. <laughs> pretty much. That was pretty much how the Ultimate Otaku Teacher script went. It was, it, um, it was glorious. Especially some of the references that I managed to pick up, and I would tweet at Clifford, be like, "So that Highlander reference, way to be, way to be." He got, a, he gets a kick out of all the times I tweeted him about the, it. The best part was when he starts singing the Shin Chan English theme in the second <laughs> to last episode. Like we've reached funnyception at this point. I don't remember if that was Clifford or Clint that wrote that episode, though. It might have been yeah. Clifford. Yeah. Anyways, um, regardless, we're all wrong. We're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the lead writer, I'm starting there. Samuel Woolley. Who? The last name is probably mispronounced. And the ADR director. I should have put him in this spot. Because it's Aaron Dismuke, who is the ADR director for this show. Surprise, surprise. Um, so, Aaron Dismuke. You probably um, know him more for uh, voice acting rather than directing. As well as horrible Teletubbies jokes. <laughs> We're totally bringing that in. Yes. But, um, of course, Aaron Dismuke, the most notable voice acting role you probably would have heard him in, is good old Alphonse Elric in the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist. And as of recent, he is Leonardo Watch from Blood Blood K Battlefront, Arslan, and Heroic Legend of Arslan. And because I love his performance so much, Peiko from Ping Pong. Um, and script-wise, he's done some for Fairy Tale, uh, Ninja Slayer, ironically enough. Hmm. And as mentioned before, Tokyo Ghoul. And Show Me Sample is his very first directing gig. So we have a brand new director coming in into the folds on this one. Uh, and as for Samuel Woolley, and I probably mispronounced the name, he's primarily staff, uh, staff credits, no voice acting credits uh, as of now. And it's all script work for staff. Uh, for things like Acquire and Evolve, he wrote, he wrote five episodes for Blood Sea. Because I know Hardy loves that show. Oh yeah. Uh, Dragonar Academy... Uh, he wrote a couple episodes of Good Luck Girl. He wrote the script for High School DxD. Uh, he wrote the script for World Break, Aria of Curse for Holy Source. Good lord. Oh, joy. That show. <laughs> and um, this is his first lead writer position. 
so as of now, we don't exactly know if there are other writers involved with the show. Similar to, like, Dance with Devils and Jamie being the lead writer while we had Jeremy Lee and Kristen McGuire coming in to help out. Um, so in terms of the directing and the writing... How do we feel about it right now? <laughs> this is my honest opinion, mm-hmm. but I was really surprised how faithful it is to the subtitles. Like, Absolutely. there's no, there's no real, you know, varying. There's, it's, you know, with other dubs, they make a lot of Western references, especially Tatum scripts. Oh dear lord. Um, <laughs> you are always so hellbent on Tatum scripts. I swear to God. It's not just me. It's like, well, I mean, free eternal summer happened. What excuse do you have for that? But I'm uh, not giving you any excuse for free eternal summer, but there are still some good Tatum scripts. Just that saying. Is true, true. But I mean. Do you, we need to bring Assassination Classroom into the conversation? Because that was actually a pretty decent script. There are some who would argue with that, but that's another conversation entirely. Well, anyways. Uh, anyways, yeah, I just I don't see a lot of deviating. It's actually surprisingly faithful to the original Japanese, which, you know, in this day and age, especially with funny broadcast dubs, you see we, a lot of variations and a lot of, you know, Western references that aren't supposed to be in there. And it's, I think it's the, honestly kind I of think, refreshing. I think the exception to the rule in terms of that is anything that Bonnie Clunkenbeard has written. Mm. I think that has been the only exception to the rule because she tends to remain rather faithful in terms of the script. Because let's, oh god, because let's see. She wrote for broadcast subs, she did Death Parade, she did Arslan, she did uh, Yuki Nagato, um, and she's also, she's also doing Noragami Arigato uh, this season. And I want to say she's doing Attack on Titan Junior High, but I'm probably very wrong. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of faithful adaptations, she's the only person that I know of who's been pretty faithful to the source material with broadcast dubs. So you're right, this is refreshing, seeing someone else coming in and staying moderately faithful to the original. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm eating more ice cream, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jared, what is your thoughts on the dubs so far? Directing and scripting-wise. Yeah. Seems fine. Like, it's... Like, I have issues with the show, but they're all kind of baked into the premise. And as far as the direction, like, I wasn't annoyed, like, by, yeah. any, by any of the decisions they made. Like, people seem, this... people seem well cast, it seems fine in that regard, and the only way I think they could improve upon this would be, like, write a new script to match the animation, which, I, I, they weren't going to do that, so. Or create a better show to begin with. Well, yeah. yes, but, you know. Yeah. But, you know another let's, conversation let's, you know, let's, let's keep Let's keep our expectations at a reasonable level, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm actually... A little bit surprised uh, that Aaron Dismuke is actually doing rather well with this because this is not this was not as painful as I thought it was going to be. Mm. He's he's handling the dub itself rather well for his first time, and I I have to give him props for that. To be completely honest, he's been in the anime world for years since he was a kid, but only as a voice actor. So he's. He's definitely growing into his own. He's stepping out now <coughs> and trying to do something else. And I have to commend him for that. And he's doing pretty good so far with this, even though the show is complete and other shit. Mm. <laughs> shit sample. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Or, 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 as, or as my good friend uh, Jamstar uh, made a quote, and he gave us permission to use this. Instead of showman sample, we should call it stool sample. <laughs> I remember that. 
I refer to it as show me and shit show, but that's just me. Um, so, I think the consensus right now, not bad. Yeah, for the first for, for the first three episodes, it's honestly not bad. So yeah, we'll okay. just have to wait and see how Aaron holds up as yep. the show goes on. Aaron and Samuel Woolley, because he's he has scripted quite a few things by now, and he's been around for at least a few years. Um, but it'll be interesting to see as he keep as he progresses in this lead writer position what he's going to do with the script itself. Right. I guess we should move on. So the press release for this show. Was rather interesting, to say the least. Uh, mostly because there's at least four characters that were announced that are kind of essentially background characters. Kind of essentially, you know, nothing to it. I mean, they're basically nothing but in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So, probably for just a few seconds, just kind of gloss over them a little bit because there's we have a point. We have a reason for doing this. Um, so we have uh, Maya Mibu, Mizuho, Shuehiro, Kaya Tojo, and Sumiri Kiryu. I hate names. Mm. And because obviously we wouldn't have predictions for these. So uh, the people who have been cast Maya, Maya is Alexis Tipton, Mizuho is Megan Shipman, Kaye is Felicia Angel. Um, some, 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 Sumire. Sumire, thank you, is Don Bennett. I don't know why the, these four wonderfully talented ladies are in the background right now. Since that doesn't make any. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm... this, again, this is, this is a training wheels dub at this point, to be completely honest, but still. <laughs> to have, to have talent of their caliber and not put them front and center, it just kind of... It's like getting the golden ticket from Willy Wonka and throwing it in the trash. Yeah. Or not redeeming it or something like that. Because for a show like this, you're going to need as much talent as you can get, really. But uh, I mean, honestly, I can kind of see why the four of them might be in the background. Because they have other projects. They're yeah. working on better Cause shows. Because Ale- Alexis has Noragami. Um, Megan <coughs> Shipman. I know. I don't know if Megan Shipman's working on something else, but I also know um, that she was having some personal um, things going on because uh, she was replaced partway through the broadcast dub for Sky Wizards. Um, so I don't know if maybe there's something else going on there still. Mm. Felicia has... Not only assistant directing for Attack of Titans Junior High, but she's also in Seraph. And then we have Don, who is in Dance with Devils, lead, the lead for Dance with Devils. So, yeah, they're working on better shows right now. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I'm getting a suspicion they uh, got them to, uh, like, basically, it's not going to take long to record all the lines for any of these characters, so just get some professional later to do it, you know, quick and easy, and they can go out on with their lives. Yep, call it a day. Exactly. Get a little paycheck out of it. Exactly. <laughs> We're not trying to be mean. We love you, but still, <laughs> we love you guys. It's okay. But um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean they're fine in these roles. I mean I managed to recognize Alexis, um, Felicia, and I want to say Megan Raff. That Donna didn't pick up on rather easily. 
Um, yeah, she's well, kind of tricky because her range is so massive. Oh my god. Again, if Potatoes from Ultimate Togo Teacher and Rico from Mel from Sky Wizards taught us anything. Yeah. She she has, that, that lady has some range. Which, by the way, for Dawn, because I was working on editing the Dance with Devils um, episode, she actually went to Berkeley School of Music. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I looked that up on her own personal website, and I was just curious. So, yeah, she went to Berkeley. So, so... I guess we're kind of hoping that they dub the songs in DWD. Yeah, right? Yeah, because I want to hear her sing really badly now. <laughs> I think she could, she's going to handle it fine. Hmm. Um, so, anyway, those four. I think we're good talking about them for, like, two seconds. Right. Um, so... More on the actual press release. How about we talk about uh, Sayuri Kimichi, aka the school president, and I hate names. Iri Hanai? Hanai? Hanai, I guess. Hanai. Eri Hanai. Eri Hanai. Um, Eri, you only see her in the first episode right at the very beginning before Kimito gets dragged off. Um, she goes to the same school. Uh, same high school originally as Kimito and um, normally I would probably push her off to the side but considering the promotional artwork I'd push her off somewhere else to be honest <laughs> well <laughs> the side but, of a cliff maybe well mm. but considering the promotional artwork um, it seems like she's going to have a decent sized role in the show so we gotta talk about her same thing with the school president I mean we've only seen her once in the first episode but more than likely she might pop in again um, so, I honestly had no predictions for them. <laughs> yes. I don't know if anybody else did. I had, I predicted a troll doll that is small, but not as impressive as Shinoa or Karma for Eri. Nice. Yeah, that sounds and, about right. Yeah, and uh, for the president, a big plastic bag full of air. <laughs> of hot air, specifically. <laughs> that is... Very, very accurate. We're gonna go with it. Um, so, the wonderful women voicing these characters. Aerie is voiced by Jade Saxton, and the school president is voiced by Heather Walker. This is probably one of the few roles in Heather Walker's entire career where she's not screaming her lugs out or acting like a Pokemon. Hmm. I thought for a second you were gonna give me a whole who situation. Oh, no. It's not. No, Heather Walker is... Well, she's Tyler Walker's uh, wife, obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. And that so, would make sense. And so, yeah, whenever Tyler is directing a show, a lot of times he'll pull her in for the parts that no one else wants to do. Like, if you've ever seen Shangri-La, she is the little freaky kid that's lying in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the pool just literally screaming its head off. Um, like, ah! Ah! Hiruko? I think so, yeah. That's one of her credits, yep. Yeah. And also in Toriko, she's like the little balloon pigeon thing that uh, it's basically a Pokemon. Krupo. Only... Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking over this. and um. So she actually gets to be a person this time. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I guess she was a person for in World Break as well. Mari? Maybe. I don't remember who that is. I... And... Um, She's all. Otherwise than that, she has one major, other major role in Monk and Kai battling Venus, and then the rest are small roles. 
smaller background roles for like Attack on Titan, uh, Fairy Tale, Hog and I, Kamisama Kiss, Ninja Slayer, Noragami, Red Data Girl, etc., etc. Oh, she's Kotaro's mother from Ultimate, <laughs> Ultimate Taco Teacher, by the way. Oh, joy. So. That important character. Yes. So that's Heather Walker. And Jade Saxton, we've talked about her quite a, a, quite often here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much more there needs to be said about Jade Saxton. I mean, we have Eve Genoward from Bakuno. We have um, uh, Noe Kazuma from Defrag. We have... Nona from Death Parade. We have Carla from Fairy Tale. We have Constance from Gangsta. Akatsuki from Log Horizon. Yep. Alpha, Alpha Reed in Harzlan. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, she's Hotchin. She's Hotchin yeah. from Ichigo and Hotchin. She is. Oh, Lord. Un from Show by Rock. Uh, Jacqueline in Soul Eater and Soul Eater Not. Just a whole bunch of people. Yeah, she's, 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 she's got a lot. We don't need to really talk about her that much. Mm-hmm. And we don't really need to talk about much for Jade in general, because her character only had, like, two things to say mm. in the first episode. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> honest, I forgot this character had any lines until you mentioned it right now. Mm. <laughs> well, there's not enough, not a lot of room for her to play with it much right now. Yeah. So. Oh, this, honestly... We can't really say much about Jade's performance. I guess it was fine, because really, she only had two lines. I want to say something about this character, because this little tramp (laughs) Uh sold her friend out by telling everyone he was gay and into Bara. Yep. Yep. Like, not just gay, but into, like, big muscular men in Speedos. I'm she's, like, she's a she's a real charmer that one. She is oh, yeah. the reason why when Kimito gets kidnapped, we get the weird freaking scene in the car. Mm-hmm. Yes, with all of the muscly men in berets and near shirtless are like thrusting their junk into his face. In vast detail, I might add. <laughs> in vast detail, yep. that one character, I'm like the one guy on the left. In vast I'm detail, like, dude. I think you need a license for that that dangerous weapon. Like, <laughs> I think that's illegal in some states. Yes, basically. Yep. Yeah. My God. Oy vey. But yeah, this little troll just... And, and that's one of the issues I have with the show is it kind of is... It, it kind of makes me uncomfortable with all the, the gay stereotyping and everything like that. You know, I'm, I'm usually not offended by that type of stuff, but... This puts it a little too far. Yeah, it takes it, it takes it a little too far at some point. Well, it's so it it's does. so front and center. Like in other stuff, it's like there and then it goes away. Here, it's like literally part of the central plot. Like he has yeah, to it's, fake it's this. It's an important plot point. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't you can't just ignore it. It's gonna keep yeah. coming up all the time. It's, it's too there. big to ignore. I mean, dude, your god. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like David Bowie from Labyrinth in anime form. <laughs> it's like, I almost choked on one of the Oreo cookies. I anime. almost choked on something. I'm bad. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, short. You know. You know. In short, Jade Saxton. We really can't tell, but she's probably gonna be fine. Heather Walker actually gets to sound like a human being for a change, even though she's a complete airhead. And uh, I it's, think it worked. Yeah, it works. I thought, she, I yeah, thought it works. she was 
-hmm. For some reason, when I first heard it, I thought she was someone else. Yeah. I can't remember who I thought she was, but I thought I originally heard someone else. I thought I heard someone. I thought it was Colleen at first, to be honest. No, I didn't. I didn't hear Colleen. I heard someone else who's still fairly new. I just can't think of the name off the top of my head right now. Right. But um. But yeah, I'm with you. It was hard to place. I I thought it was someone else as well. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Because we're not as familiar with Heather Walker when she's not screaming like crazy. So, understandable. Right. <laughs> Moving so think, on. I, say, I think we're good with those two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why don't we continue on with Miyuki Kujo. That bitch. That bitch. She is my favorite. <laughs> I will be completely honest. She is my favorite. It's like, I wish the you had woke up. The bitch of a maid who doesn't give two shits about our lead here, yeah. our lead male. She doesn't care about him, and yet she's insistent on taking off his pants. <laughs> she, 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 she may hate him, but she's still got to do her damn job. She, well, she, is a, she is a loyal employee. She will do what she is paid to do, no matter how beneath it she feels it is. Yes. Yep. Even if um, she wishes, he never wakes up every single mm-hmm. day of his life. <laughs> yep. Um, so, predictions for our wonderful bitch of a maid. Anybody got something? An anvil being dropped from a 10-story onto her face. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a, uh, a large pile of fire ants. <laughs> <laughs> just just angry about everything. <laughs> Big pile of fire ants. Okay. Um... <laughs> Anything more legitimate? No. Uh, no. I was thinking, yeah, maybe... I was thinking the twins in this one, you know, Bryn and Felicia. I actually went the, a different route. Yeah. I went with Don Bennett as my first choice. Okay. And then Jade as my second. Ah. Because... Well, now that I now that I think about it, yeah, Jade would have been a good choice. But Jade yeah. would have been a good choice, and considering my lord, Rico Flamel... If Dawn had gone with that route, if she was cast as Miyuki or Kujo, we would have been good. Right. We would have been good. Um, but it's none of them. We have, for Miyuki Kujo, Mallory Roddick. She actually doesn't have a lot under her belt as of now. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe last couple of years or so. Because she's done well, they, like background rules for Assassination Classroom. Bobo K Battlefront laughing in the clouds. Um, Want to be the strongest? Good lord. Yeesh. World Break, Yon of the Dawn. But she also has rules, named rules. She's um, Kinuha from Norogami Arigato. She is, um, let's see, Yukimi from Seraph of the End. She, Shigure Yukimi. I don't remember which one that is. Was she the teacher? She might have been. Yeah, the one, the little girl who was like, now everybody needs to, you know, <laughs> trying to be prim and proper in the middle of a vampire apocalypse and everything like that. She might have been. Yeah. Um, we also have she she was Irina from Riddle Story. Um, she also has a few other named roles in High School DX, High School DxD Born, and um, Tokyo Ghoul and Ultimate Taco Teacher. She is. Oh, she's Junichiro- Yama- She's yeah. Yamato. She, I just realized it. She's Junichiro's potential love interest sort of thing. Like in the last arc yeah. of the series. He actually, she actually gets a hug from the nerd. It was so cute. I I love Anthony Bowling as Kagami. Just saying. Hmm. It was cute. Um, And here, for Miyuki, it made me giggle. 
I will admit, but that's mostly because Miyugi is my favorite character. I I am still kind of tore on this voice. I think the first time I heard Mallory in a role was, as I mentioned, in a certain magical index and as, as Ursula. And it was just, in my opinion, it was just so bland. Like, yeah. you could tell it was, like, one of her very first roles because it, it didn't sound up to the other standards of the other characters. Okay. And it's just, it just, it didn't sound right. I think she's getting better. I certainly liked her quite a bit as Yamato because it better, her voice better fit that particular character. And she was able to emote a little bit as Yamato. Yep. But um, I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on it or not for a... Uh, for Miyuki, I just well, for one thing, Miyuki's just a huge heinous bitch. And <laughs> of course. So yep. I mean, that's that's plays into it. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on it just yet. That's my position. Yeah. Again, part of this is probably what the character itself calls for. Yeah. I mean, that's the situation that actually good amount of these voice actors are dealing with right now. And it's 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 a similar situation as um bringing this in again. Skyward's Academy, particularly for Joel McDonald. The, ca- the character calls for certain qualities, and they may have to strictly stick by those. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, because they won't have a chance to really make it, it their own. Mm-hmm. I guess is the right way of saying it, because it is so stereotypical. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we get to Ika, good lord, that is the big one I have an issue with there. <laughs> but um, What's funny is that Ika's probably my favorite performance of the show. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> We'll get to it, but that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, part of it might just be restrictions of the characters themselves, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, um, no, I, I like, Mallory, she's not, like, great shakes, but she also seems like she's she's got a flat-ass character. Like, that is, she's, she's a bitch. And she plays it. that fine, and, like, she clearly doesn't have a lot of room to do anything else, so, like, she's fine. Yeah. Not, maybe, probably not her fault. I don't know. No. Probably not. Um, so are we good to move on, I guess? Yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Good lord, this might be, this, this one might be the shortest dub talk we ever do. Good lord. Um. Quick, make some padding. Jared, tell some dirty jokes. <laughs> we can uh, talk about Teletubbies again, since this is yes. Aaron Dismuke we're dealing with here. Quick, say something bad about Eric Vale. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, his hair is funny. <laughs> good lord. So long as we don't go certain routes like we did with Dance with Devils, and then I might punch someone. Because, <laughs> my God. <laughs> we opened up a can of worms with that you, one. You guys open up... Well, some of it, I I will admit, I dug my own grave with Diabog. I can just imagine Stephanie's face just beat red. I was dying on the inside. Um, and, and now for a certain actor, we have to play a certain piece of music in the background every time their picture pops idea. up. And um, <laughs> now, thanks to uh, thanks to Gigi, he's unofficial boyfriend. Again, on the weird off chance that he ever listens to this freaking podcast. I sincerely apologize to Josh Greeley for all of. Well, this. you just mentioned him. You opened the kid. <laughs> I was ta- I was playing it coy. Yeah, yeah, you were playing it coy, sure, but someone would pick up on it eventually. 
I mean, Diabolic Lovers first, and now freaking Dance with Devils just made it worse, so... I guess she's, that's the end joke now. That, she's bringing oh. sexy Josh. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Again, I admit I, dig my own, I dug my own hole with uh, Diabolic Lovers, but you guys made it worse! <laughs> You made it worse. It's okay. okay, Steph. We all have our husband dues. Shut up. <laughs> the day we actually meet in person, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Please let that be Anime Boston. Please. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. And now that we've had our padding and our filler... <laughs> <laughs> Time to move on. This will um, be my last episode of Dub Talk. <laughs> Tomorrow you may see me on the news as a dead person <laughs> in a ditch in Memphis. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway. Yes. Uh, so we're going to move on to actually two characters that were not a part of the press release. Uh, because they were not introduced until episode three. Despite they, them being in the prominently featured in the opening credits. Oh. Yes. Yep. It's weird how funny does these things sometimes. It's like will at least it, at yeah. least it does, doesn't get as weird as Seraph of the End and that oh so super important character who they announced they made the, the exact second season, season. <laughs> and he doesn't show up. It's like, like that was the laziest, most copy paste announced. They recycled that press release. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No ap apologies to add, Seth Magel. They Magle. did not add Ian. They did not add Alex Moore. They did not add Monica or anyone else. They just reused the damn press release from the first season. Nothing yeah. like when quality control falls asleep at the wheel. I love Funimation, but goddamn, whoever did that, you are lazy as hell. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. It's not I hard. Can... It's not hard. It's not hard. Any of us could probably do better than that. I'm sorry. You just you just read it. You read it before you hit set. That's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> there, anyway. There's this little thing called A&N you might want to look up sometime. <laughs> just or saying. Or there's, there's also an individual... Known as an ADR director. You could just ask. And in this case, his name is Jerry Jewell. Mm -hmm. You could have talked to him and asked, Hey, is there anyone you think should be in this press release? Oh, God. What if it... I don't want to say that this probably happened, but what if they did go to Jerry Jewell and they're like... He just glosses over. He's like, yeah, this is fine as it is. <laughs> He is a bit of a troll sometimes. He is a bit of a troll sometimes. It's great. Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Wah, wah. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we filler too much of it enough. Um, so, Karen Jinryo and Hakuo Shio, Shiodome. Mm. Uh, these are the two characters that appear in the third episode. The first time... <laughs> But we don't know why they're not on the press release itself, but whatever. So it's Quiet, Lowly, and Ninja Bitch. Yep. Basically, yes. Uh, any predictions? As far as joke predictions go, I, I'm actually shamefully coming up short. Um, <gasps> My god! Yeah, believe what it or not. What is the world coming to? Actually, you know what? I I thought that Don Bennett would probably be Karen. Ooh, that's who I had for Karen too, actually. Yeah, and Hakua would either be, they would either default to Monica Real or they'd give it to Afia Yu. Hakua, 
as I eat more ice cream. Mm -hmm. I actually put Bryn, Bryn April on there. Okay. That's what I went with. But yeah. Mm. I put Dawn as Karen, actually. Yeah. I figured, again, the whole Rico Flamel thing. Yeah. Well, to me, it just reminded me kind of like, what was it? Was it Ah or was it Oon? I think it was Ah from Show by Rock. One of them. One of them from Zuri Zerde. Yeah. Yep. I can see that, too. What about you, Amon? Did you have any predictions? Mm, nope. Did you, you have, have any predictions at all? Not really. <laughs> I, I I've had a I've had a busy week for various reasons, and uh, I I kind of fell flat on this. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I mean, you just volunteered to do this with us anyway, because we this were is like, true. We need a third person. You we know, need more Steph bodies. Because Megan looked out. Megan's like, I, I ain't touching this. Megan's like, I ain't touching this with a 10-foot ball, so she got lucky. And unfortunately, I already watched the first three in the simulcast because I do seasonal for Rainy Day. And this was the show, one of the shows I was assigned to. Thank you, Lord, for letting me drop this show on its fucking head. Because, mm. my God. But anyway, that's a different conversation. No. <laughs> so, the individuals who are voicing these two. Hakua is being voiced by... Jeannie Triado. Tirado, I believe. Tirado. Mm -hmm. Names. Sorry. And Karen is being voiced by Skylar Davenport. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me see. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. These two voices are both brand new. These roles are their first credits. And the so bad thing is... We actually had to search on Twitter because Aaron Aaron Dismuke does not is not on Twitter. So yeah. unlike unlike Bevins and McFarlane who regularly update their cast lists, yep, we just happen to have to. We just, it just so happens these two actresses actually had Twitter handles, and that's the only way we were able to find out who they who was playing these characters. So yeah, they are brand spanking new. Have not done a single thing. Yep. Uh, for anything it's, it's it's megan emmerich all over again basically well actually megan emmerich i found this out megan emmerich had a few roles earlier under a different name before blah blah came out before yeah she was really a, she yeah emmerich jade in some earlier shows so oh. we've yeah we've heard her in other things without even knowing it so she's actually been busy a, a couple years now well damn good on you girl yeah mm. good on you um, but anyway, uh, Jeannie and Skylar, how do we feel about these two? Uh, I'll say about Jeannie, she didn't really say enough. Once again, because Hakua is such a quiet character. She's a very quiet and tiny character, yes. Mm -hmm. Very quiet, and so, and she didn't have very many lines, so initially I thought it would be Afia Yu, because it kind of sounded like her. But then I realized, no, it's, it's not quite the same, and... And, and really, it's just, it didn't leave much of an impression on me for the lines I did here. It's just your typical, you know. Big, yeah. Yeah. I, I just. I can agree with that. It didn't really leave much of an impression on me. It definitely needs work. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. With and us. <laughs> Skyler. <laughs> Skyler. Um. Hmm. Not Michelle Ruff. No. <laughs> that is the impression I got, is that it is. Like a slightly, slightly younger sounding, higher pitched Michelle Ruff knockoff. Potentially, yeah. 
I think she was another one where I heard a little bit in the beginning. I thought she was someone else. Right. At first. Because she I, could go she could go either Michelle Ruff knockoff to a little bit of a Christina V knockoff, which we'll get to in just a second with another character. But um, that's the impression that I got was that she sounds sort of... She has one of those voices where it's very easy to confuse for someone else. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> honestly. Like... And considering both of these individuals, this is their first time, this is their first role, it's an okay effort? It's it's growing pains, yeah. It's, it's a- growing pains, yeah. I mean, it's... Again, from this point on, it's essentially a training wheels dub, once again. Mm. For a lot of parties, not just... Um, not just on the voice acting end, but on the staff end, too. Because, again, Aaron Dismuke, this is his first directing, time, directing gig. So, it's training wheels all around. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering how he managed to pull these complete unknown people. He probably knows them from somewhere, and he just was like, Hey, do you want to help me out with something I'm directing? That's probably what happened. Now, the talent pool is pretty expansive over at Funimation, so... Yeah. Yeah, and yeah you, it is, but at the same time, like, the well-known talent pool is probably busy elsewhere. Well, I mean, we have so many different actors and actresses now who are coming in from, from believe it or not, like, abridged series who are mm-hmm. actually, start who they got their start on YouTube or, or something, or Newgrounds or something, and now they're actually going in to do professional gigs, so. Yeah, I mean, which one is it? It's, um... Chris Guerrero is one of them, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, he was he was what is it like Lord Ivan or something like that. He mm-hmm. he got his start with Team Four Star as a uh, as Cooler in the Abridge series. I wonder if I could ever become a voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's possible. I mean, Chad James managed to do it. So. Yeah, yo, Ooh. God bless. You know, we'll never forget you, Vampire Fifteen A. You're, you're, you will live on in our hearts forever. You will live on in infamy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as right. of recording this, funny you guys have that contest where you can uh, mm-hmm. win a trip and yeah. do some voice acting. I would so. say that I'm upset that Chad's character got killed off so quick. But then again, I'm still very salty over the Yang versus Tifa death battle, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, moving on. I th- I think the consensus, at least for Hakuwa and Karen, um, it's okay. It's a training wheels. Do- it's a it, learning it's, experience. These two lovely ladies are completely brand new. Mm-hmm. And we'll this, t- is, this is going to be interesting to see where it goes. Even though yeah. I'm not gonna, I already am not gonna complete this show. <laughs> well, yeah. in Skylar's in Skylar's case, I see. You know, a potential of playing off on that very similar vocal structure she has to someone like Michelle Ruff or mm-hmm. or Christina V. You know, because back when they first started, they weren't the most emotive people either. Right. And obviously, look at them now. So, I mean, she has a potential of going on. Uh, with Jeannie, she's just, her character that she's playing is just too quiet and too slight. We can't really tell yeah, at this point. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's another situation where the character has certain limitations and she has to stick with them. Exactly. <laughs> Which, in this case, since it is her first voice acting role, isn't a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's They're cutting their teeth. In this case, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, uh, it passes, like, you know, I believe this voice coming out of this face test, and it's about it. Yeah. So... It's at least a start for these two. I'm, I'm at least very glad that they're, that they're bringing in some fresh blood. 
Like, this past year, because of the broadcast dub program, they've been bringing in some fresh new talent. And it's great to see that, honestly. Mm. That is good, but it's also a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the case, in the, it, it, it depends on what show you put them in, though. Right. In this case, it's good. Show Me Example is not the best show ever. So in this case, it's a good way to in, to like introduce voice actors. Mm. Ultimate Otaku Teacher is probably another example of that. Right, because we don't. Because we don't want to, uh, or, or Dance with Devils is another recent example. Yeah, Dance with Devils is another recent one too. Yeah, uh, because you know, with a show that's a potential long runner, I think with we, we we're gonna do the heavy object uh, dub uh, cast next, mm-hmm. but they're they really actually pulled out quite a bit of their heavy talent for that. Yeah, one. they did with that one. Yeah, and I was very surprised with it. I think that a lot of that has to do with the nature of the show because of so much exposition and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for, for shows like this that aren't really like high tier, they're sort of like middle tier, you know, I'm actually kind it, of surprised that Showman Sample is even getting a broadcast dub to begin with. Oh right. my lord. Yeah. Again, Concrete Revolutio. Exactly. Why? <laughs> Why? I had a dub cast picked out for that and everything. I did too. You're breaking well, my I heart, Funimation. I think I started one anyway. At least it'll give me more time to work on one. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, that made no sense. But Yeah. Anyways, it's a work in progress for both of them. We'll wish them luck in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Please come back and do more so we can hear more about hear more of you. Yes. And, and judge you harshly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to... Oh, Lord. Who do we have next? Reiko. Reiko Arisugi... Arisugiwa. Oh, no, it's Arisugawa. Arisugawa. Mm-hmm. Yay names, Reiko. I she... got this one right. It was a complete pulling a name out of a hat, and I got it right, and I was like, wait, really? <laughs> but I also had my backup predictions in case they decided to, you know, use some different actors. Here's so. a funny story with mine. I had, for Aika and Reiko... The two actresses that did get cast in them, but I flipped them with my predictions. Oh. We'll get to that in a second. Um, But Reiko, context-wise, she is basically the most... I guess you can say she is the most popular girl in the school. She is perfection personified and really annoying because of it. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. And she also misconstrues a good amount of things. Yes. (laughs) I guess I'll have to ha- let him take me then. Oh, yes. Oh, and just... Let's, let's not talk about If you ever want to blow the girl's mind, just get some cup ramen. Like, oh, dear <laughs> or, God. Or cupmen, cup as they call yes. them. Yes, the cupmen. <laughs> cupmen is another name for the dancers at the beginning, but that's another story. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, prediction-wise, I had three for Reiko. I had two, and one of them was right. Jared, anyone? No, sorry. Just an okay. initial voice that popped into your head while you were watching the sub. Or did you even watch the sub? I didn't watch the sub. It was like, this show This show looks like the sort of thing I spend my time avoiding because it looks like a waste of time. You are uh, correct. I'm not, I'm not spending any more time watching this than I have to. You go I ahead. I'll, I'll go through mine because one of yours is correct. Um, right. My three predictions I had, first was Megan Emmerich. Second was Sarah Windenheft. And third was Afia Yu. Really? Afia Yu is not one I would really rec- expect. I don't know why I put Afia there. 
because I made this prediction list probably a few weeks ago when I was watching the, the simulcast and working on seasonals, mm. and there was a lot going on, so I was kind of tired. Yeah. I don't know why I put Afia there, honestly. <laughs> um, but Megan Emmerich and Sarah Winden have, I felt like... It's we, it's weed and half actually. There's no in in the beginning. Weed and half, yeah. Weed and half. Yeah. Ah. It might even be weed and half. I'm not sure. Weed and half. Well, fun fact. That that lovely woman. There's a fun fact, but um, fun fact. Uh, Sarah's actually from Holland. That's her birthplace. Ah, it probably is weed and half. So that would make more sense. Um, yeah. Fun fact. The things you learn. But anyway. The more you know. <laughs> do do do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would think considering what I've seen from Megan and Sarah, they probably would pull off the prim and proper lady, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Afia, I kind of wanted to see that too, because um, I mean, she normally you hear her voice a little voice. Ultimate Otaku teacher kind of helped, in my opinion, change that a little bit. So I kind of wanted to hear her more as a girl. I, I need to hear more of her being a girl sometimes. Okay. That would, that, that, I think that's probably the main reason why I put her there. Right. But, uh, <laughs> Hardy, how about you? Well, my first guess was completely out of the bag. I'm like, ah, oh, they'll probably get this woman to do it. And, or maybe not. But just in case, I'm going to say Alexis Tipton. Okay. And, Logical. Yeah. And then when they actually announced it, it was... My first, uh, my first, because I, when I was watching the show originally, I tried to pick out new names mm. instead of just. Because you mm. had a feeling, yeah. Yeah. I tried to, because I know this was not going to be one of their top ones. Right. That they and would so, just throw the veterans in there. And so I'm like, yeah, it, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm still not very familiar with a lot of the new ones, but, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to say Michaela Krantz, but I'm also going to have Alexis Tipton as my backup. And da 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 da. Guess who is playing Rico? Yeah. And funny story. <laughs> it's Michaela Krantz. Funny Go story. Michaela. This is exactly the same uh, prediction that I had with Ultimate Otaku Teacher with Susan A. Hmm. Because I predicted Alexis Tipton, and it also was Michaela Krantz. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Exactly. I remember. Um, Michaela Krantz. She is still fairly new. I would say within the last year, maybe two. Because um, you might have heard her uh, as some background roles for Dance with Devils, Ghost in the Shell Rise, Hyperdimension Neptunia, uh, Noragami, Soul Eater Not. But you may also remember her, as we mentioned before, as Susan A from Ultimate Taku Teacher, as Rosia from Show by Rock. That blew my mind because I did not know that was her. Oh, I, I, I picked up on it. I it sounded know, a, it sounded like a smaller Susan A to me. Because I thought she was the drummer, the squeaky voice drummer for the longest time. But then I'm like, wait a second, it says Ro what? Yeah. I'm like, I, huh. I think I think the the drummer was um that was Morgan Berry, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. I know Morgan Berry was part of Curdy Krista, mm -hmm. um, and she was also in Nobunaga as Kaoru. Yeah. I will say I haven't seen all of it so i can't remember yeah. um but yeah and also oh here we go again world break as elena um else havina havina elena uh, i don't me. remember that one 
I don't remember that. No one, no one wants to remember it. No one wants to remember World Break. Fuck that show. I don't even um, think the cast wants to remember that show, to be honest. Oh, probably not. Particularly, God, who was the lead for that? That was Clifford, wasn't it? I think it was... I think it was Clifford who was the lead male in that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep, Lord. it was Clifford. Oh, I... I oh. Poor, oh. poor and apologies to Felicia Angel, the single most annoying oh, Felicia no! Angel. That's right. She was um fuck Satsuki, was it? Yes, the thing I wanted to take out back and put out of its misery. Oh, uh, love you, Felicia. Uh, I love you. <laughs> anyway, how do we feel about Michaela Krantz as it, um Ra- it, as Reiko? It's very different and. It's it, it kind of I have almost have a hard time telling it's her because I'm used to listening too. to Susan A and she has sort of this yep. sort of this lower voice and then she it, it sounds completely different from anything she's done or yep. anything that I've I'm and, used I'm used to Susan A I'm used to Rosia this is completely different mm-hmm. and I kind of got more used to it mm-hmm. as the more I was going on it was a little rough to me in the beginning but. I think it's slowly like growing. It slowly started to grow on me as it was going on. I'm like, this is different. I kind of like it. I still think the character is annoyingly perfect and just. Of ugh. course, that's that's the character trope that she's working with. Here. Like, did yep. you really have to gift box his phone just to hand it back <laughs> to him? Yes, 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 because it's funny, right? Right. At least it's, he got a bag right? of cookies out of it, you know. Like, that ooh, ended cookies. up on the floor. Oh, waste Remember, of good cookies. Remember, he dropped cookies. the bag. Yes. But um, <sighs> but yeah, this is this is definitely different. Like, it's nice to I I think it's nice to see Michaela going a little bit outside of what she's been typecast as so far. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with Rosia and Susan A, she's been typecast a little bit. Yeah. So it's good for her to branch out right now. Um, and give us a little bit more variety and versatility. That's my opinion. Yeah. What about you, Jared? Or Elmon? Or whoever you are? <laughs> <laughs> you in the corner. You. Yes. You're there. With you the, with the, the not talking. Yes, oh. you with the beard. <laughs> with the beard. And apparently still, <laughs> we still need a beard off between you and Zenith. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I, actually, I have not seen the other things she's had major roles in. I've actually been meaning to watch Ultimate Otaku Teacher and Show by Rock and Park because you guys seem to enjoy it. You but... need to. No, I know. I will. I will. Do it. But, um... The broadcast up for Otaku Teacher just finished, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no. No, that's not, like, my to-watch list. I haven't gotten around to it yet. But, um... She's, like, she seemed perfectly fine, again, given, like, this seemed like a very one-note character. And in that regard, she seemed well cast. She brought what was needed for the character. Like, it's like, you know, she, she was perfectly fine. I did not hate her. I mean, I, that the character's stupid, but that's not her fault. That's the character's fault. That's the character's fault. She was fine as that character. Like, you know, it's very nice. Good job. Yay, character restrictions. You made it it tolerable to listen to, you know. I think... Again, I I, feel like this dub was less painful than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, no. This this dub was way less annoying than I thought it was going to be, given the show it's attached to. So, like, props all around for that. It's it's just like Sky Wizards all over again. It really is. But we'll get we'll get back to that near the end because I wanted okay. to bring up a point. All right. So the <laughs> next person to talk about, um, oh lord, <laughs> my problem child, but Hardy's favorite, uh, <laughs> Aika Tenku Tenkubashi. Aika Tenkubashi, who is 
Oh god, what kind of stereotype do we have here? The annoying dummy? I guess? She is a giant, you know, she is a, try, let me, how do, how do I put this? I don't know how do you put it. <laughs> she is a giant wad of cotton candy brought to life. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yes. It's like sugar rush Just all over. Sugary saccharine, not, not very easy to mislead. Oh, yeah. Very easy. Very easy. We'll probably oh, yeah. put you in a coma if you stand too long around her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yup. You okay. walk by and it's like, why do I, why do I taste sugar? It's like, why do I taste sugar for no reason? Why do I need to lay down for some reason? I'm just. <laughs> why do I feel sick to the stomach? Maybe, maybe if I roll around and bark like a dog, <laughs> I can wish this tummy ache away. Maybe if I pose in a certain, you know, in a certain sequence, then I can freeze time. And then I can show off my panties to someone who is <laughs> so, totally frozen. In for time. no reason whatsoever. Random mm. pantsuit shot. <laughs> anyway, predictions for Ika. I have two. Uh, did I have a prediction for? I, I'm trying to think, because again, I was trying to go back and pick, um, relatively new. Actually, I did. I was going to pick Laura Woodhull. Okay. Yeah, because I had recently watched, uh, the dub premiere of another show that Aaron was involved in. Uh, Dragon R Academy. Uh, P.S. Don't watch it; it's terrible. And she was and she played the hyperactive Loli in that show. So I'm like, eh, we she could probably play the hyperactive Loli here. And and for a while there, when I was listening to it, I'm like, that does sound kind of like Laura Woodhull. I thought it was at first, and then I read the cast list and uh, actually you were no, obviously wrong. Yeah, obviously I was wrong. But as I continue to watch the show, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Laura Woodhull. That that sounds like. That sounds like Christina V. Really? You thought that was... What? I'll explain in a minute. I will explain okay. in a minute. But um, no. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, no. I'll, but anyways, go ahead and say who you um, have. So I have two predictions. The first was Felicia Angel, our wonderful adult Felicia Angel. Mm -hmm. The second was Michaela Krantz, actually. R really? That was who I threw in for Ika. Because, like... I mean, I know she can do the hyperactive characters. Susan A and Rose Rosia, they have a good amount of energy to them. It's the vocal range that I kind of wanted to see. I wanted to see if she can go... Because I felt like if she had been cast, she obviously would have to go at a higher pitch with the character. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to see that. Like, kind slight Rosia, but a little bit higher in tone, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that was why I put Michaela there. And Felicia, I just kind of defaulted to her a little. Mm. <laughs> kind of defaulted. But um, I still at least think Felicia is somewhat fresh enough of a voice to work with this character. Right. That's what I think anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, remember when I said that I uh, had um, the voice actors for Ika and... Um, Reiko correct, but in the wrong places. <laughs> yeah. So, if Michaela was uh, wonderful Reiko, uh, we have wonderful, wonderful Sarah Vindenheft as uh, Aika. So. <laughs> I will give my perfect, my, my honest opinion of this. Oh, God, here we go. She sounds almost somewhere in between the register. I don't know if you've watched Seven Deadly Sins yet or not. I have not. 
Okay. Christina V plays a pig, a talking pig, in that show. I'm on board. I have to watch this show now. Yeah. Yeah, right? <clears throat> Done. Yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah. But the pig's name is Hawk. Um, and she she voices this. And it's really, uh, if you, you, you've heard high-pitched Christina, because she was the uh, the little rat thing in Blood Lad. If, so you've heard the little. The little rat. Oh. Yeah. That oh what that three eyed squirrel thing I yep. forget okay yeah. that's I was basically like, that rat thing I'm like what I'm like oh that's kind of the voice that Hawk has okay but at the same time I also got a lot of Christine Marie Cabano's Mako from Kill a Kill hmm. so somewhere in between that range is what is, I think Sarah, Sarah Wiedenheff as Ika. I think it's almost if you if you kind of turn the volume down just a little bit, it's almost indistinguishable. But it's it's almost uncanny at points. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, if you're curious as to more of what the wonderful Sarah Wiedenheft has done, we have, uh, of course, Michela from Blood Bowl K Battlefront. Uh, we also have Minako from Ultimate Attacker Teacher. AKA Face Punch, if I recall correctly. She's also done. Uh, she also has major named roles in the Index film, in Dragon R Academy, Freezing Vibration, Mikagra School Suites, uh, Sky Wizards Academy, of course. Uh. Um, and then she also has some smaller roles in things such as Defrag, Dance with Devils, Free Eternal Summer. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia, Psychopaths 2, Selector Infected, Seraph, blah 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 I think she manages to fit the uh, stereotype that Aika basically is pretty well, honestly. Mm. It, again, it's another character restriction situation. Yeah. Mm. But no. it, it, it's not my favorite. <laughs> it was rather annoying. I would say it probably was my favorite, even if it is very annoying, because I sort of picked up on the similarities. I'm like, hey, that I kind of confused her for at equal parts for Christina V and Christine Marie Cabanos at times. To where right. I, I thought it was almost uncanny how, how she could ape them at times. So Yeah. But that's just me. Maybe y'all disagree though. I mostly chalk up my opinion to the restrictions of the character again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like um like again, it's it's like I, given who this character like, I still found the character annoying in a lot of ways, but she didn't. She never made that worse. It was all like it was all just like who the character was in regards to the show. Like she was she, she probably made this more tolerable than I was expecting. Like yeah. once she showed up, it's like oh god, this person. And she 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 made like her being on screen fairly painless. So again, like I give give kudos to that at least. Yep, kudos. Kudos to you, kudos. Sarah. Kudos, kudos to you for making it making a hard job a lot less painful. So, huzzah! Huzzah! Um, so are we good to move on to our final member of the cast? Oh no, a man! <gasps> <laughs> My God, what is the world coming to? We have a man in the show. Dear God, testosterone! No! No! <laughs> okay, so Kimito. Uh, Kagurazaka. Kimito Kagurazaka. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. Our, our resident commoner in this school of rather aristocratic, fancy pants ladies who don't know jack shit about the real world. Because mm -hmm. that's a totally good premise for a show. Yeah, right? 
<sighs> anyway, I had three predictions actually for this character. My predictions are basically like this. Take four members of the male brat pack. Um, just, just take, you know, everyone. You know, Clifford Chapin, Austin Tindall, or Rico Fajardo. Put them all on a dartboard. Throw a dart. Pick one. That's, <laughs> that's who's playing that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you went with. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> at this point, they've all played that <laughs> character. And they could all pretty much play ape off each other. And, I mean, just whatever. Just go. I can probably say that two, uh, two of mine would qualify for that dartboard, those being Clifford Chapin and Aaron Disney, actually. I threw it in there. Um, the oddball one, probably, that I put in there, though, mm. is Justin Brenner, or Briner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of the oddball one. I don't know. His, you know, Kimito's not blonde enough, though. That's kind of like a prerequisite for Justin Briner, is the character he has to play has to be somehow blonde. Alum is not blonde, though. Who? Alum isn't Arslan. Oh, that's right. Well, other than Alum, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> look I at... mean, I know you're talking about Seraph, and then no, other Seraph things, but... and, and Warwick other is blonde, and uh, oh, Warwick, Qu- he's little Warwick, yes. Right. Yeah, Quinther is blonde, and hey, if you want to take this even further, he's in uh, Final Fantasy VII: Machinima Abridged, and Cloud is blonde. So, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, and and that he's one. always he's always Micah's bromance, always, always, always. Yup, it's so glorious because we because Sarah, gangsta, other show that we're not talking about at the second. Yeah, because heavy object is pretty much straight you you and Mika basically. Again, it, ah, I haven't even really watched the show, but I'm like, my god. <laughs> They, they are my new voice actor OTP. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clifford, but uh, you've been replaced by Justin. Because um, <laughs> those two are such bros, but now Justin's in here. It's like, nope, not anymore. This ain't a tricycle. <laughs> no, it's a bicycle. 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 <laughs> At least we're not calling the ambulance. Uh. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I had Clifford, Justin, and Aaron as uh, my choices for Kimito. So fucking wrong. Yep. (laughs) So fucking wrong. Brand Um, new guy. Let's introduce Mr. Dallas Reed uh, into the fold. And once again, who? I am glad you asked. Um, Again, new. Pretty, Pretty damn new. Um, oh terms- no, I just saw who he's playing in Noragami. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Where's Megan when you need him? When you need her. Um, so, in terms of very, mu- very much named roles, we have Aesthesia of a Rogue Hero. Aesthetica. Aesthetica, my bad. And if you are currently, if you have been following Noragami Arigato, you probably heard him as Suzuha. Or as you might also refer to him, dog meat. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Suzuha. Um, but a few other roles he has done, for at least in terms of background, we have Assassination Classroom, though I believe more as part of the horror Takeda. 
I, it doesn't ring any bells to me. Meh. Um, Attack on Titan, Defrag, Dragonar Academy, Nobunagan, uh, Ping Pong, Psycho Pass, Soulier or Not, Ultimate Dogger Teacher, Unbreakable Machine Doll. He doesn't have a lot of credits. He's still new. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually liked it. He's got his work cut out for him. I'll say that. He's he, he's yeah. got room for room for potential. That's for sure. Yep. He I mean, has the most potential out of anyone, even with the character restrictions in play. I would say that he's probably the new Clifford, or he's probably the new Austin, but not quite there yet. I mean, he's they're gonna, you're probably gonna see him getting cast in more and more lead roles, and where he'll develop from there. But probably. Uh, but yeah, because both because all the Brat Pack, you know, Micah had to start at the bottom. Actually, no, Micah was Soul Eater. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, Micah, if I recall correctly, his first <laughs> role was Soul Eater. Yeah. Like, I mean, Cl- so he's not a good person to uh, yeah, well, make I'm sorry. comparison to. But, you know, <laughs> Clifford and Austin both had to start in, like, lower-rated series, but they were still the lead roles. But, yeah, uh, and like, then re- recently, Rico Fajardo was in Re- uh, yep. Absolute he's in, he's Duo. Because like, with, with Clifford... He had smaller. He had some small roles in like Red Data Girl and stuff like that. But then, and good luck, girl. And good luck, girl. And he's had leading roles in things like again, World Break. Um, and he's also done. God, what other lead roles has he done? Robotics Note and um, Tokyo was, Ravens. Yeah. That, that's because I'm watching that one right now. Mm-hmm. He's actually not too bad in that show. Hmm. I will say that. Um, but yeah. I can see, I can see where you're, the comparison with Dallas here. I think um, he's a bit on the loud side. Um, mm. Probably needs to tone it down just a tiny bit. Yeah, I think again, part of it comes down to the character itself. Right, right. Because the character has a lot of outbursts, a lot of outbursts. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were being threatened to have your penis removed and or and and constantly being called a gay muscle lover, well, how would you react? Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. So part of, I would say, yeah, part of it has to do with the character and the amount of outbursts that they have. <laughs> but I do think it's a good start. Mm. He has a good amount of potential in there. Yeah. Honestly. It, it's a training wheels dub, and it's one of the stronger performances that I've seen so far. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Say something, I'm on. <laughs> I was just tossing, I, just, I'm I, like, I, I, I was just wondering if, I'm like, is that I try, I try, I try to think of something else to say, like, I just kind of agree with that. It's like, he's fine for the character, he, he, he pulls it off. I, 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 I don't have a lot to say about this, the show isn't giving me much. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, like, he's nice. I hope he goes, I hope he's in something better next time. <laughs> he can, he can, you know, show off a little maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. How about we go this route then? So, overall, how do we feel about this dub so far? The dub is not bad. (laughs) I will say, again, less painful than I thought it was going to be. The show itself is awful. Oh, yeah. this show. This is a a surprisingly solid dub attached to complete garbage, which is Exactly. You know, and it's not even like Sky Wizards. Sky Wizards was bad, but it was just mediocre. Right. It was just, it was, the problem with Sky Wizards is that it we had seen everything before. Yep. You know, it was just unoriginal. But, I mean, I still sat through it because for Double Talk and whatnot. But oh, this I is, did not. I was like, fuck that shit. This goes beyond 
Sky Wizards into being actually bad. Mm. Like, this yeah. has parts that I, make me uncomfortable. It just has parts that make me face palm and just say, oh, dear God, how could anyone be that stupid? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the only one with half a brain in this show is the main character. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. else is just pants on head dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I mean, I was, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend about this a little bit, and I was just, I was illustrating like, you know, these women are so sheltered. These are Japanese people who are shocked to find out that the subway is crowded. That's they're like, sho- they're shocked to find out that something like Cub Ramen exists. I know. It's, 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 it, it's like, it's like, I know you're trying to have, you know, the joke is they're so sheltered. The problem is this, this doesn't. It's too silly. It's too ridiculous. It's, it's, it's like you're trying to take the stereotypical sheltered rich girl story scenario you see in Western media, and you're trying to put it in this kind of setting. Mm-hmm. It no, it don't work. No, no, it doesn't. No, it don't it, work. I think no. I think the way I described it was it's sort of like a reverse Oron High School host club, except. Every single character is as stupid as Tamaki and not nearly as funny. <coughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it, it has the problem of that, I think, in Oran, as far as how the jokes are constructed, you're always very much on Haruhi's side that these people are rich to the point of being stupid and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Here, I never felt like we were supposed to, like, empathize with Kimito. He was just kind of there to be the boy. Right. That, that yeah. he's, he's the object Honestly. to ogle over, and that's kind of it. It's not. It's not. It's not good writing. But yeah. but but in terms of the dub, because that's what we're all here for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for all of the gripes for the show itself, the dub is not bad. No. It's a good. It's a good first effort on Aaron Disney's part. It's a good first effort for Genie and Skyler. Mm-hmm. It's a good effort for growing purposes for Dallas and Michaela and Sarah. And Mallory and a handful of other people. Right, and all it's the other, all the other actresses in the background are like, "Hey, I'm getting a paycheck." Ooh, residuals. Yep. <laughs> yeah. One thing I did want to point out is, for some reason, in the English cast, Brittany Lauda is mentioned as a uh, an additional voice. Brittany Lauda is in New York. What yeah. is she doing here in a? Funimation broadcast dub, I wonder. I mean, maybe she just happened to be around for well, something. Because, well, you know, he, Mike McFarlane is a human that exists yeah. <laughs> and has connections in New York. So maybe oh, she just happened I'll, to be around. I will tell you this. As far as we talk about McFarlane's connections, Brittany actually has better ones. You're not really? going to believe this. Okay. Oh, for, no. for Ladies versus Butler's dub. She brought in voice actresses from all five major areas. She has New York actresses, actors in there. She has uh, Los Angeles actors in there. But she even got Bryn April and Genevieve Simmons. I don't know the latter. Genevieve is a Sentai Filmworks actress. Okay. And so, and not that's not that's not even it. She brought in what is the guy's name? Um, Did she bring in someone from Canada? Yes. 
Oh my God. Brendan Dude. Hunter. She brought in Brendan Hunter, who was in the old Hunter x Hunter dub. Oh my boy. God. Yeah, and that's and that's wow. not all. She also brought in, um, I think Jesse Nowak, uh, who is like a well-known, um, abridged voice actress. That wow. for that dub for that you know terrible little show, she brought in people from literally all across the country. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. I have. I think I've yet to hear of a dub done by Mark McFarlane where he brought. Canadian actors in. Uh, well, Full Metal Unless Alchemist. Unless it was something that was already done before and they were just bringing the cast back. Well, I mean, I, you, obviously I Scott Scott McNeil was in Full Metal Alchemist, so he's... Right, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. And everybody's been in One Piece. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's... Everyone in their grandmother. Well, no, we can't say everyone. We haven't been in One Piece yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, give are, it time. Yeah. Give it time. Odds I, won't, are... I won't be in One Piece. Can I, can Mike McFarlane, can yeah. I be in One Piece, pretty please? Yeah, odds are Chad's going to be in One Piece one day. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> He's going to beat us. Damn it. <laughs> I got to move to Dallas now. I got to get out of this area. I got to get out of New England. I got to move to Dallas. God damn it. Yeah, but then you'll live in Texas. And can you really live like that? Can you? Can you be a Texan? Would you want to be a Texan? <laughs> There's the question. I would never be a Texan, but it would be totally worth moving down there if I can somehow be a voice actor. Yeah. It's like a bucket list kind of thing. Like, voice act for an anime. <laughs> it's like a bucket list thing for me. You'll be woman 15A. Absolutely, and I will be so damn proud of it. You have no idea. Yes. I'll be like, yes. Yeah. Your one, your one, uh, your one credit will be that you'll be eaten by the giant marshmallow bunny people at the end of Blood Sea. Oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, I can't say that though now because Blood Sea already happened. Oh yeah. Oh well. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But yeah. can I just be something, please? <laughs> okay, Stephanie, we're going to have you, uh, uh, you know. Um, Murdered brutally by this giant monster. Okay. Uh, who is going to stick his fangs into your face and come out the other side? Okay. <laughs> I'll just be too excited. I won't give a shit. Yeah. Now I now rem remember there is fangs going into your face and out the other side. So you know, so, keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I would just be too excited. I wouldn't care what it was that I had to do. Your I'm entire sheet go. goes scream. Ugh. <laughs> just screech and die. That's Jeez. it. <laughs> anyway, oh lord. So and you were worried this was going to be our shortest episode too. <laughs> so lesson of the day is: um, Steph wants to be a voice actor. Yep. Follow your dreams. I gotta move to Dallas still first. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do the usual spiel. Let's wrap things up. As I start dying, yes. Um, if you are interested in catching the broadcast dub for Show Mean Sample, you can do so. I believe this one is also on Wednesdays, like Dance with Devils. Yes, it is. Um, that, as well as the simulcast, uh, which the simulcast, I believe it is free up until the latest episode, so it's one week behind a subscriber paywall. Um, 
And in terms of the broadcast dev, of course you have to be an elite subscriber, which if you're interested, you can do so uh, by signing up for their 14-day free trial on Funimation's website, after which I have not done this reminder in a while, after which, because um, they do ask for your credit card information when you sign up, um, if you do not wish to use the for the services and start having your money pulled, you might want to pull out of that. <laughs> Just saying. He um, said pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god. Dirty sexual jokes, dude. <laughs> and, um, so anyways. Um, yeah, but if you want to keep the, you know, the elite, the elite subscription or the simulcast subscription, they have two or three different subscription packages or something now you can i kind of recommend it a lot <laughs> just not to watch showman sample just not no. to watch showman sample yeah no. i would say to watch all of the anime how, all... how much anime hardy because you are so obligated for this um about 1006 episodes yeah. uh, wait, wait 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 no no i have the computer screen upside down let me turn it around it's over 9,000! <laughs> it's funny because last time you were just like, I have to do this shit. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll at least make it clever. You'll at least make it good for this time around because, oh my god, this show is terrible. <laughs> we need something out of it. But yeah, I personally, I highly recommend doing the Elite subscription for Funimation so you can see a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. Particularly not this one, but <laughs> go watch Dance with Devils. That one's a more fun time, and it might potentially be a train wreck, but I don't care. Or just go watch, you know, the good shows like Noragami Aragoto or Attack on Titan Junior High or Seraph. Oh, maybe not Seraph. But... <laughs> Seraph is another fun train wreck, okay? Yeah. At least we have both the Sniger Rifle and Crobo. Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh see, guys, I, guys. I haven't seen Seraph, but that alone makes me want to see it way more than anything Do in Shonen Sampler. Okay, okay. okay. Before we go, I gotta, I gotta run this past Stephanie and, and, uh, and Jared, okay? What? So, y'all know um, how uh, Yoichi is, as a member of the uh, Imperial Demon Army, is te technically be called an enforcer, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and an enforcer is sort of like a police officer, right? Yeah. And he's got this magical weapon that's a bow that fights fires out these like magical crows to kill his opponents, right? Yeah. So could you say he's Crobo Cop? <laughs> <laughs> and with that And with that it's time to go. Because Hardy just needs Hardy is uh, showing himself out now. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, the next episode. Tip your waitresses. Likely, the next episode you more likely hear from us will be. Oh fucking a Hardy, you're gonna have to come back because you're in charge of heavy objects. Yes, I'm in all three of the episodes this season. My lord, yes. two out of three isn't bad for me anyway. Get used to me. <laughs> get used to all of the stupid jokes my <laughs> lord um but yeah heavy object is more than likely going to be the next um and final dub announcement episode for the broadcast dubs that we will be doing uh again we may or may not be doing more dub reviews or catch up with the um double talk shows more towards the end of the season but we'll see um but yeah heavy object will be next and then 
Lee JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Maybe. Hopefully. We can only or want to talk to Megan. <laughs> or maybe Noah will finally dig prison school out from the garbage and. <laughs> We, we, you know, we're never gonna get that. <sighs> we're never gonna get prison school. It's, it's, I'm it's sorry. like it, waiting for prison school is like waiting for the Guns N' Roses album Chinese Democracy. Ignore the fact that that came out. We'll pretend that didn't happen. Still not gonna come out. <laughs> but then after that, I have no idea what the plan is. There might be another dub review. There might be another dub announcement. I think, I think the idea is there might be two more episodes before we do an end of the year special. We're not gonna tell you what that is yet. Mm-hmm. But we got something in the works for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Shh, uh, so with so with that, because Hardy just so <laughs> lovingly gave us the stupidest joke of the night. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Of course you don't. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Keep it manly.